Today ends our sermon series on the kingdom parables, the parables Jesus told to describe the kingdom of heaven. With the other kingdom parables, Jesus taught us how the kingdom is like a mustard seed that grows and improves for the sake of others. It's like a dragnet that goes far and deep to gather all sorts of people. The kingdom is like yeast that sneaks into the dough of a loaf of bread to transform it. It's like a vineyard owner who makes sure no one is left out of the chance to enjoy his generosity. And today, we look at two more things Jesus tells us the kingdom is like. Our scripture comes from Matthew 13, verses 44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all he had and bought it. I have to be honest, these parables are a tricky pairing for me. Jesus says the kingdom is like treasure in one verse and like a merchant in the next. Jesus could have said that the kingdom is like a treasure and a pearl or a man and a merchant. That's not what Jesus says. Instead, the kingdom of heaven is a treasure in one parable and a merchant in the other. In writing this sermon, I stared at the scripture. I thought to myself, maybe Jesus misspoke, you know? Maybe he meant to say that the kingdom is like a treasure and a pearl, or a man and a merchant. He just got confused, all that walking around and preaching and teaching and healing all the time. Well, maybe the merchant and the treasure are not the point of these parables at all. Have you ever happened upon a beautiful painting or sculpture in a museum? Or maybe you took a long walk on the beach on a hot summer day and found the perfect seashell. Maybe you've moved from one place to another and discovered a beloved possession you forgot you had? Have you ever stumbled upon a letter or a keepsake from a loved one, maybe in your parents' attic or basement? Now, do you remember the feeling you had when you found that thing? The painting, the shell, or the keepsake? Maybe you felt relieved or just excited. Maybe you felt pure joy. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. In this verse, the kingdom is something to be discovered. Like in the parable of the leaven, God's activity is hidden, waiting to be found and celebrated. Unlike some other times, Jesus doesn't wait for questions before he pushes on to his next metaphor. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. In the first century Mediterranean world, a pearl was a symbol of the highest good, almost like a diamond is sometimes in our modern Western culture. 
in this parable, the kingdom is a person who's on a mission, searching high and low for the most precious thing they can find. In fact, they're hoping to find many good things, that is, until they come upon the greatest one. The finest pearl, the most valuable, the most admirable, has been found. There's no need for the search to continue. Why are the tellings of these two parables grouped together? For one thing, both of these parables talk about how rare the kingdom is. The hidden treasure is so rare and so valuable that the man in the story moves in secret, hiding it before purchasing the field it was hidden in. And the parable of the merchant tells us about the rarity of the kingdom, too. Remember, in this parable, Jesus does not say the kingdom is like the pearl. He says the kingdom is like the merchant. And sure, the fine pearl in this parable is rare, too. But so is the merchant. Someone who is willing to give up everything for this pearl of great value. This beautiful pearl he has been searching high and low for. For this merchant, who was once so interested in finding many good things, there is no longer any need to keep searching. The merchant's search can end because this pearl of great value is enough. It's perfect. It's just what the merchant was searching for. The kingdom of heaven is both something we find and something that finds us, whether we are looking for it or hoping to be found by it. And the kingdom is rare and valuable and beautiful. But I think there is still another reason these parables are told side by side. The emphasis in both of these parables is not just on the finding, but on the overwhelming response to the discovery. Both of the people in these parables are willing to give up everything for the treasure and the pearl. Now, we must be careful to remember the kingdom is not an object we can possess. It's not a commodity we can earn through our success or wealth. It's not something we can produce or acquire. God's kingdom is a gift. Our response to that gift is the key to these parables. And our response should be wholehearted faith and obedience. We don't have to look any further than a couple of other stories in Matthew to see what wholehearted faith and obedience looks like. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, Jesus calls his first four disciples, two pairs of brothers. Where did Jesus find these men who would become his closest friends and his partners in ministry? On a fishing dock. They weren't in the synagogue studying the law. They weren't out in the wilderness preaching repentance alongside John the Baptist. When Jesus found them, they were fishing, and not as a way to relax on their day off, either. Fishing was their job. It was what their fathers had done, and probably their father's fathers. It was all they knew. It was their livelihood. It was their identity. Until they met Jesus. Jesus says to the fishermen, Come, follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. And what Jesus had to teach them was so compelling, so valuable, that right away 
these freshly minted disciples leave their nets and their boat and even their father to follow Jesus. And then in Matthew 19, a rich man wants to know what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus talks to him about the importance of following the commandments. Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie. Honor your father and mother, love your neighbor. And the rich man tells Jesus, I've done these things. I've lived a good, honest life. But I know something is still missing. So the man asks Jesus again, and Jesus tells the rich man he has to sell everything he owns and give his money to the poor. After that, the man leaves, sad to hear this response from Jesus. We don't know if the rich man was willing to give up his possessions or not, but the hard truth of the kingdom of heaven is clear. The kingdom of heaven is more valuable than anything else. This incomparable value of God's kingdom demands a complete reorientation of life. Are we oriented to our place in the world through our job or our titles? our relationships, our possessions? Or like the man who discovers treasure, or the merchant who seeks a pearl of great price, are we following Jesus with wholehearted faith and obedience? Each of these sermons the last few weeks has highlighted a parable where Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like Then his parables not only describe what heaven and eternity are like, but also the kingdom of heaven that Jesus brought about here on earth. We ought to be acting out the stories we see in the gospel, working towards making our world look as much like these parables as we can. When I was a little girl, I loved playing dress up to act out a fairy tale or imagine I was on an adventure in a faraway land. I would act these stories out with my Barbie dolls, with my friends, with my parents, or all by myself. One of my favorite pictures from my childhood captures a day I was imagining being in the circus. I had never been to the circus, but I had heard stories about the graceful acrobats and trapeze artists, the funny clowns, elephants that could dance, and people that were brave enough to tame lions. It sounded amazing. I loved it, so I wanted to be a part of it. We bring our most beloved stories to life when we act them out. And the parables Jesus told are stories handed down for us to study and to act out, not just when we play pretend. We act out God's kingdom here when we feed the hungry and clothe the naked, when we shelter the homeless, when we visit the sick and imprisoned. We act it out when we witness to those who don't have the same hope in Jesus, when we're patient with people who irritate us and when we forgive the people who hurt us. We act out God's kingdom here when we truly live as if God's kingdom is more valuable hope expressed in the kingdom parables is this against all expectations kind of hope of the outcast and the oppressed. 
to the original hearers, parables spoke to their situation in which hope could only be a gift from God. God offers that same gift of hope to all people today. We are reminded of this hope with images as divine as a crucified and resurrected Lord. And with images as ordinary as a seed, a net, a loaf of bread, a farmer, buried treasure, and a merchant searching for a pearl. Thanks be to God.